I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Welcome to the best show on Alderaan. There is so much to around on and have fun with today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We've got to talk about Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Episode 1. But we also get to hear Lord Thunder's story today. More on that in a minute. His story will absolutely inspire you. Plus, you know what? we got to get back to the whole what are you drinking segment. We all love fun drinks. We all have to drink. Why not talk about what we're drinking? Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Let's rock it. Well, all right. There you go. Best show on Alderaan here. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. I am The Real Brian. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Captain. I'm Captain Influence. Yeah? Oh. Ah. Mm, something good Enjoying over there we nice, get to talk about in a minute. Bring a nice fall beverage here. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Lord Thunder. His his almighty, the Lord of all, his worshipfulness. Oh. Welcome back. Good to be back. I'm here with my one big dark room of doubt. It's really good. Oh, okay. I'll tell you more about it in a second. <laughs> yes, and, and I was just noticing how absolutely deep and sexy your voice is right now. Are, are you on a different microphone? Oh, yeah. I have this, these uh, gaming headsets. That's, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's the Corsair Virtual. I'm RGB in there as well. Oh, yeah. Make it fit in with everything else I have in this room. Yeah, it's okay. great. I love it. We got to talk about your computer, which last time you said you were going to name Brian, which I was very excited about. So we'll talk about that did in just really a second. That? He okay. did. Yeah, yeah. I was I was <laughs> like, believe me, my heart skipped a beat. I mean, I was I was excited. But we'll talk about that. Your, your beautiful gaming rig here in just a second. Let's do this. I'm so excited. Okay. What are you guys drinking? We haven't done this in so long. And people have been like, dude, I missed that segment. I'm like, well, all right. Captain, awesome. Captain, what you drinking? So, I'm tonight. I am rocking a apple beer mosa, which is essentially apple cider, not not hard cider, mixed with beer. And for me, it's going to be an O'Doul's, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a non-alcoholic apple beer mosa, and I got to tell you, I've never had it. I've never had apple cider mixed with beer before. It's pretty darn good. Really? Okay. Yeah. I guess that would make a lot of sense. Like the flavor notes and everything would really go together well. Yeah, That's they do. Great. They they complement each other well. So beautiful. What about what about Lord Thunder? What you drinking? So I'm having a. We have a local brewery here called Institution, mm-hmm. and they have some really good stouts. So the stout that I picked up this time is called One Big Dark Room. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it's <laughs> so that makes sense with your intro. Out. I didn't know what you were talking about, but now I know. <laughs> I did that on purpose, by the way. <laughs> so it's a milk stout with uh, cocoa nibs and coffee. Oh wow! It's Cocoa really, nib. it's really good. Like really, really good. That sounds good. Yeah, it's amazing. So, see, I can't stand beer, but you know, you, just what you just described there, like somehow sounds good. It's 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 good. Wow! I think yeah. you'd like it. Yeah, I think yeah. you'd like it. Brian. I'm just not a big beer yeah. fan as That's far fair. as the flavor. But here's the thing, though, and we talked about this, and and Sarah reminded me that oh yeah, we're almost out of the month, and so we ordered ourselves the Guinness and Gouda. You know, oh, the from, good bread. Yeah, yeah, so I just picked it every up. Every year you mention it, and every year I go, God, it sounds good. No. And then I never try it. Uh, and I forgot all about it until literally this week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I've usually won love by now. 
and the second one is a stout yes mm-hmm. isn't it yeah it yeah, is, it is. You, my guess Airport. is that if you if you take a drink of this you will you'll love it brian it's really good interesting but cocoa yeah. nibs and you said coffee was in it yeah cocoa nibs and coffee wow and it's a milk stout so it's really creamy mm. dark yeah very and very like it has a very bold taste nice yeah you know so. what though i'm not a big fan of hoppy beer i've tasted it IPAs. me neither yeah, anything that has any, let me put it this way. If I can taste the hops, I don't like it. I don't even like the smell of hops. Is Guinness really considered hoppy? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Guinness isn't a hoppy. Yeah, it's you really get, smooth. You get hoppy beers when you're talking about like IPAs. IPAs, and kind yeah. Of things, yeah. yeah. Which are really popular right now for some crazy reason. I don't get the hop thing. I really don't. I never have. It's possible too that it's popular because it's marketed more right now. Just throwing that out. <laughs> I can handle light hops, but some of them when they're like a fence hoppy. Oh, those are like they scratch your throat when you're drinking it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Some people yeah, those are horrible. That up. I had Taiwan beer. It's literally called Taiwan beer and it's a rice beer. Made in Taiwan, of course, and that was actually not as bad. I still don't like it, but because it was rice and not hops, it mm. was tolerable for me. Mm. I'm drinking. Uh-huh. This was the quick like, okay, we got to go pick something up. Went out for the quick walk to grab it, and then I'm like, oh, stop by Starbucks real quick, and I'm just going to, we had a free drink, so I'm like, let's just get a white chocolate mocha, throw in some extra espresso, of course, so that it's nice and mm, intense. Kicking, it, yeah. Yeah, and and I get it less sweet, too, because they, they put it way too sweet, so I came home, and then I put actual real pumpkin in it and then the the nutmeg and the cinnamon and the clove and the anise and the the mace and the all that good stuff the, the spices that you're supposed to put in mm. blended it all up again and it's the the pumpkin spiced mocha without having to do it all from scratch i've been trying to come up with a good name for this drink in general ideally it's from scratch but i'm going to call it now the halloween honk fest because it's good alliteration so yeah i like that yeah halloween honk yeah. fest all right well let's let's have some fun here what first of all captain uh, What's going on in your life right now? We got our first totally unforecasted snowstorm this week, oh, this last week. Nice. Just, I think it was on a Tuesday or Monday. No, Monday. Last Monday, it just out of nowhere, just snowed about an inch and a half in Des Moines. Miss Ice was going to be on the, the show this week and got snowed in. And oh, yes. Couldn't get home in time safely uh, to get to her same recording equipment. So I was like, oh, same okay. Yeah, prob- it, probably the same storm. But more exciting in my life, I think I might be going through a midlife crisis because mm. I kind of splurged on some new equipment for Steve oh. this last weekend. I got a new pair of Bose speakers Ooh. because my my old Logitech speakers they're just kind of worthless and the and the subwoofer's broken and it's just embarrassing. Really, Steve deserves better. Let's put it that way. I have old Logitech so, speakers too. I understand. They're, yeah, they're kind of ancient. Apart. Yeah, I these are from like the Logitech early two thousands. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, and, wow. and some yeah. of the speakers I don't think are working anymore. I don't know. But hey, I, you have I a hear what you're saying. Thing going, yeah, but th- that's just maybe a, a fifth of the equation. The other four fifths <laughs> of the equation are I finally bought myself an ultra widescreen monitor for Steve. Nice. Don't tell him right now. Oh, it's the same. It hasn't arrived yet. No, it's not. Okay. Be hey, how, so, how big is it? How many inches? <laughs> pretty freaking big. I've got to tell you that much. It's 144. Hertz. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You did. You didn't answer our question though. Uh, Thirty-two inch, I think. Thirty-two oh, inch, but it's a wide, it's so huge. it's like that. Mm, yeah, but it's got a curved face. Ooh, and yeah. yeah. So I'll next week I'll be reporting on that. Beautiful. Tell you what. What brand did you go with? It's an LG. Nice. Yeah. Your gaming That's experience my, uh, is about to become amazing. Epic. Yes. Yes. 
my best friend said, hey, I got this monitor here. Get this one. It's almost the same thing for a couple hundred dollars less. And it's virtually the same monitor. It just came out a couple weeks after the one I got. I said, okay, click. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Enjoy it. I will. Let us know how I can't out. wait. That's going to oh, be well, awesome. Believe me, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. You'll hear about it. Lord Thunder, you've got a, you've been building your computer. It's, it's done now. It is. Did I hear that Captain Influence actually influenced you? What? Yeah, he did influence <laughs> me when he was talking about that monitor, right? So Black Thunder's all ready to go. Wait, 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 wait. What's Black oh, wait, Thunder? No, you think you're jumping ahead. What's Black Thunder? <laughs> oh, wait, did you not I'm name sorry. your computer Brian? I, I no, I, of course not. Um, my, my, <laughs> no, I named it Black, name, Black Brian. Brian. No. Might as well I name actually, him Steve. Oh, I'm glad you didn't name it Brian. By the way, that would have been very creepy. It'd be a little weird. Wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, it really would have been. I just had to give so a I crap about it. <laughs> the fitting name for this computer would be Black Thunder. Nice. So, yeah, and makes I, sense. And I have Black Flash sitting on top of the video card, so it's perfectly. It's going to help my computer go faster. And he hasn't melted uh, yet, right? He has not melted. Oh, He's still in there standing up. Okay, Black I feel Black. like I need to do something like that. Put something on my actual video card as well, because that just you sent me that picture, and I thought that's awesome. So I it's it's, it's sitting on top of the back plate that doesn't get as hot as the video card itself, right? Right. This is one of those and, Funko Pops, right? Yep. Nice. So Sweet. with all this monitor talk and I kept having issues with my TV, my 32-inch Roku TV and the flickering with the yeah. graphics card. So I'm like, okay. you know what? If I'm on a, I just built this computer. I should probably get a better monitor and just, just suck it up and make it work, right? So <laughs> I went out and got myself an ultra widescreen 49-inch. Oh, you did not. 144 hertz. <laughs> what? <laughs> One millisecond Samsung QLED monitor. Dude, you had to one up me, didn't you? I don't think he was intending that. Oh, 49 inches. I mean, that's exhaust. You got to turn your head now. Yeah, mine's a 34 inch, by the way. I just looked it up. I was like, oh, there it is. 34 is good, though. Yeah, it's fine. The 49, I think it's it's too big. It's nice. But the price, the price of it was like what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to trip you up there. Go ahead. The price for this monitor, it was like a $200 discount on a monitor that's pretty expensive. So I'm like, it's $200 off. They have one left. Oh, yeah. And I need something bigger than 32, right? Sure. Because I have a 32 TV. I want something that's going to be at least some kind of widescreen. So this was it. That's awesome. Wow, dude, that's awesome. I'm, I'm happily jealous for you. That's awesome. So your room's big enough for the 49 inch? I mean, that's insane. You almost need like an acreage for that. That's amazing, man. You need like a studio like a computer monitor. That's yeah, forty nine. That's a beautiful it's thing, man. You know what? Bigger is better. I'm sorry. If you're not turning your head all over the place, it's not big enough. For some games, yeah, especially like I can't wait to for you to play uh, Squadrons on that thing. That's going to be magnificent. I did. It was it was beautiful. And the thing that I like about it, it's it's so curved. Where you're not like turning your head like you're at the front of a movie theater, right? It's yeah. It's perfectly curved. So you don't have to turn your head to see the screen. Oh, Interesting. That's so nice. Wow. Yep. Cool. I can't wait to okay, experience we're all my right now. slightly smaller version of that in just a <laughs> yeah. few days. Dude, but 34 <laughs> is nice, man. You're, you're still getting a really nice Oh, no, monitor. no. Believe me. I know that. Yeah. Don't worry. I think that's what mine is, is a 34. And I think, and I love it. I love this monitor. Yeah. So gaming experience, you built your computer. And mm-hmm. by the way, Carl sent me pictures. So I've seen the gloriousness that is this beautiful machine that you created. You went full RGB on the fans, which is awesome. It looks gorgeous. 
and you get to yeah you get to have all these like color schemes and all these fun things you get to do you can change it for christmas or depending on what you like i guess you can have underground or uh, underwater kind of theme it's up to you but hey i usually leave it at like a dim white because it it reflects perfectly off the custom psu cables i have the black and red cables oh yeah Hmm. so all the fans at a dim white makes those cables glow and it looks it looks amazing that's cool by the way, the cables he's talking about are power supply cables that you run from the power supply to your graphics cards and everything else. Graphics Those have card. a name? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know how they're normally, if for anybody that's <laughs> ever seen the inside of a computer or built a computer, they're usually just kind of a black, shiny, plastic-like thing. Yeah, they're like a conduit. It's like nylon conduit around them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So these beautiful ones, which I almost got, but I never did, are black and white, but they're they're braided. It's almost like a fabric. Uh, and they're very clean looking, very beautiful. That red is that pops. It's it's nice. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I almost got that exact same one. And I didn't yeah, even tell you about right. those. So that was hilarious. Good choice. How's your gaming experience so far? Because I mean, we've gotten a chance to game, which has been amazing. But I know you've been gaming on some other things. So what do you think so far? It's It's been fabulous. I mean, it's I, get, I give up on PCs probably about 15 years ago. Yeah. Right. And I remember playing games back then. I used to get this, this nice skippage here and there. There'll be all these random issues. Right. So I put this together. And the first thing I did was test out Death Stranding. Right. Cause I I love that game. It's open world. It's a lot of climbing, a lot of just thinking. And I love that kind of stuff. Right. So I popped that game in and I was amazed how, how beautiful it looked. And I didn't get a single skip at all. I'm so glad that you've had the experience you have. I'm glad you got what you got. Booyah. For sure. Okay, really quick. So two weeks ago, we talked about a bunch of stuff and we're going to kind of tie all that in today a little bit. I don't even remember kind of what prompted this, but I had said something about Lord Thunder. You you have been an amazing example of somebody who's overcome crap, adversity, bullies, etc. in life. And you know how you've had such a positive response to it. And of course, I know you have your, your frustrations and at times anger. I mean, who wouldn't? But uh, I feel like your response and your your choices in life and your attitude towards things has been something that I still believe to this day everyone should model after. <laughs> so well. I was like, you got to share your story, man. And and so last uh, was it two weeks ago? You said, okay, let's 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 do that. We're going to do it really soon. So we're doing that today. So I just want to hear about the the man that is Lord Thunder, the Almighty. <laughs> it's always hard for me to talk about myself you know what i mean i'm usually yeah. not that person but i understand yeah i appreciate the opportunity to kind of get my story out there because i think i like to feel that anyone that asks me to share my story makes me happy because there i actually know there's people out there that that actually care to hear it right of course yeah. and i and i think it's important i grew up in, in long beach california in 1981 is when i was born right i'm the middle child i have a of course younger brother and, a, and an older brother all around the same age, 40, 39, and 35. Oh, okay. And traditionally, right, and it's sad to say, the fathers are never around or they disappear. And that's kind of what happened to us. Like, oh, man. all three of us, we're all technically half brothers. We all have different fathers, right? And mm. every one of the fathers were basically deadbeat fathers. They all took off and kind of left me and my brothers and my mom basically surviving as best as we could, right? And Long Beach in the 80s, in the early 80s, a lot of people don't really realize in regards to that time, that was just a couple of years off from, and I'm going to say white, black people, it's not, I'm just saying it because it's easier to say it's not derogatory or anything like that. That's no, it's fine. Um, it was maybe five years off 
from the time where white people were calling us the n-word in in the streets right and there were still segregated fountains and all that kind of stuff out there Hmm. so it's five years after the segregated fountain like were there segregated fountains in early 80s long beach yes there were really wow yeah i mean they were they were we weren't following that rule anymore but they were still there right interesting okay and so when people think say it's it's been a long time you guys should be over it it's not been a long time it's been in my lifetime, it's been there, right? So mm-hmm. that's not a long time. I'm only oh, 39, yeah. right? So it's it's real to me. So yeah, just dealing with that kind of thing, trying to grow up with uh, with my mom and my brothers, probably on like $1,500 a month. It was it was tough, right? Yeah. We were we didn't have a car. We had to drive. We had to take buses and walk everywhere. And going into like middle and high school, this is where like a lot of the gang war started breaking out. So when you think of like Straight out of Compton, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like straight out of Compton, Long Beach, Hawthorne, and Linwood. It's mm. all of them, right? We're all part of that same story. That story that you saw in the movies was an accurate story. It's nothing fictitious about what was going on. That's exactly how it was. And that's how my life was. That's what I remember. I like that story getting out because that story is an accurate story. Straight um, out of Compton, you're saying the movie. Yeah. So correct. I never saw that. So you're saying oh, though that that's it. like a a relatively I mean pretty true to actual history yeah it's very true yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. interesting so, i mean they bring up like the rappers like snoop dogg and warren g and all those guys that mm-hmm. that, that was all my childhood that's yeah. what i remember that's what i know all that is exactly what we're dealing with right uh during my middle school and high school years there was a lot of a lot of the gang wars breaking out so there was a lot of violence between blacks and hispanics there was a lot of typical Caucasian people looking down on us saying like, you'll never make it. Mm. I've been told by teachers, like two out of the 10 of you are either going to be dead or in prison before you leave high school. Right. So that's what, that's kind of the stuff we were dealing with. Yeah. My mom was always that one person that kept us on the, on the straight path. Right. My mom always did what she had to do to make sure we would not follow that direction because everything outside of the house wanted us to go that route. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was always a constant battle being out in the open and being home, right? Which one is going to be stronger? And I'm happy to say that my mom was the strongest and she made it happen. She taught us everything we know. That's why I'm here today is mm. because of my mom. And I, I give her all that. That's awesome. Gang worse took my friends' lives. I had people that were living next door to me get shot. And I saw, I saw them carried out on, on gurneys because they were part of the gang life. And I mean... It's either you're in the gang life or you or you're away from it, right? And being away from it wasn't easy either because you always get stopped saying, "Hey, where are you from? Are you are you blood? Are you one of these guys?" And you're like, "I'm not any of those," right? Yeah. And having that kind of answer usually gets you beat up, right? So if you're not involved directly with the gangs, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, all right? Because right. the cops aren't going to give you a shrift because they just assume you're in a gang, and the and right. the gang members are going to give you no shrift because you're not with them or right. you're with the other gang. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. I just can't imagine. So wait, so you said you were you would get beat up because you were not a part of one of the gangs. You so if you came with the answer like I'm not I don't, not part of any of those, right? Those are usually fighting wars. Those usually really? get you into trouble, basically. Yeah. Why? Because you're not like well, they're enemy. You're, you're you're a black guy, right? Why aren't you supporting your clique? Oh, right. I see that kind of thing, right? But then you think there's there's black bloods, there's black crips, and they're both against each other. So you're of like course. it's. Come on, like, can I just live a life? I want to get through school. I want to just, just live, right? Can I just do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And at the same time, you have police officers that, that expect you're part of something, right? Yeah. I'm walking home from, I'm actually riding my bike home from my cousin's house after practicing trombone for the night, trying to learn our parts. And a police car comes at me from the other side of the street. Both officers jump out of their car and went their dummy. They grab me off my bike, slam me onto the hood and ask me, what am I doing out here? And I'm like, I'm riding my bike home from my cousin's house. And they're like, stop lying to us. We know why you're out here. What, where's the crack? Oh, jeez. Oh, they thought you were a dealer. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not part of that. Just, I'm just going home. Can I just go home, right? How old were you? I think I was 15 at that point. Oh wow, okay, 15 or 16. Yeah. So, wait, did you say they had their guns pulled out on you? Yeah, both of both of the officers. So they didn't even wow. ask you. They just immediately pulled their guns out and they associated me with what they thought I was a part of. Yes. Hmm. Luckily, they let me go, right? Because they could have shot me. I mean, and oh yeah. It, no one would have known about it, right? Did they ever apologize and say, oh, sorry, you're not the right person, our apologies? Or did they say, okay, never mind, and they just let you go? What they said was, okay, don't ride your bike on the sidewalk. If you're going to ride your bike, I think it was like, no, no. They said, if you're going to ride your bike, you can ride your bike on the sidewalk, but don't ride it across the street. But they didn't get an apology or anything. <laughs> I think they were just trying to make it seem like they stopped me for something, right? Of course. That was a real reason to stop me, which is... They were just profiling me. They saw me on a bike and they said, oh, let's pull that guy over because he fits the narrative and we want to we give him problems, right? For no reason. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened there. So just growing up in that environment, I wouldn't say from when I was born because I, I don't remember it that well, right? I would say from middle school is right when I really started to notice it. And then all throughout high school, it was just like, look, this cannot be right. Something is wrong with this environment and I can't figure out what it is. Why is everyone so negative? The police aren't helping us. We're getting our house broken into all the time. People are constantly fighting. My friends are dying because they're getting killed in, in, in gang wars, right? And we're constantly in this fight that we can't get out of, right? Yeah. And lucky for my mom, she, she found a way and she made it. She got us out of it. And I'm glad she did because it would have been a life that I would have I would followed down the line with my friends. and. Everything could have been different at this point, right? So when, when in your life, Carl, did you finally feel like you had emerged from that world? Or if you ever fully have? I mean, I, I've always gotten the impression from you that you're just not in that world anymore. When did your life really start to change and, and look up more? Yeah, I would say it was late high school, probably 11th, 11th and 12th grade when I got myself more involved in music. I got myself more involved with music, meaning like I was in orchestra, I was in band uh, and marching band, I was in jazz. I kept myself busy. And when I wasn't at school, I went straight home. And I think that's where things started changing for me. And then once I got out of school, I decided to just get out of that area and just focus on what I could focus on to try and just not be that person that's that's negative because of the environment I grew up in, right? right? I didn't want to be that person. I didn't feel like I needed to be that person. And and deep down inside. I knew that wasn't me, even though I had the anger from having to live that. I would say probably around the time, um, 1999-ish, well, maybe like 97-ish is where I decided that I needed to keep myself busy. I needed to keep my head on straight. And I needed to try and take my focus off of what was right in front of me, which is all the violence and just do what I could to make a better life for myself and my, and my brothers and my mom, man. My, my brothers followed the same path. We, we all came out at the other end 
better people. And I, it's all because of my mom, because if she wasn't there, it would have been a whole different story. Yeah. Crazy. So you just didn't allow yourself to become a victim of your environment. Yep. Exactly. And Uh, it's easy to say that, right? But it's, I mean, to actually do it is not, I mean, I understand that can't be easy. That can't. You have to want it, right? And I keep hearing these people say, you can leave the ghetto, but the ghetto never leaves you. That's that's not true. If you want to leave the ghetto and you want to leave the ghetto behind, you could do that. You just have to want it, right? Mm. But the fact that some people say it never leaves you, is that's not real. Like I still remember it, but it's not me anymore. Like I, I lived it. I know what it's like. I don't like it. It's scary. It's dangerous. It's exhausting. It's mm-hmm. like watching Batman v Superman. It's just exhausting. Like, <laughs> like, oh my god, when is this going to end? Oh right? my gosh! Right? Um, Especially the extended edition. Yeah, it's just like, that's oh, funny. It's just Good analogy. <laughs> so when when I take my story and I relate it to what's happening today, right? It's not that different. The only thing that's different is that it's more enabled today, right? Everything that I'm seeing today is exactly what I've seen growing up. It's just more in this. It's more out on the surface now, right? It's so in your face. Right. The racism yeah. I was dealing with, the people, the our our brothers and sisters being shot and killed by police, that was life for me. Right? Yeah. I grew up in that in that environment, right? So I like being able to share this story because I've had people say, well, that's not true. Those stories are not real. I'm like, no, just because you haven't lived it doesn't mean it's not real. Oh, it was sure. real for me, right? Yeah. It drives me crazy when people have that mentality that, well, they're, they're just lazy. They don't want to do what they have to do. They want to hand out. I'm not asking for a handout. I got everywhere that I've gotten to without a handout. I had to right. work hard. I had to work harder than normal to get to where I'm at, right? And it shouldn't be that way. We should have to work equal amount. Everyone else is working to get to the same steps, but that's not the case. I mean, I've been turned away from jobs because he doesn't fit with the corporate look of what a sales engineer should be, right? Oh my God. I've been told that. Right. And it's like, well, what is a sales engineer? Is a sales engineer supposed to be a white guy? What is it supposed to be? I can't be a black sales engineer. I mean, I don't understand it. Right. Yeah. It's sad to say, but that's a reality that we have to deal with. Right. If, like I was telling you, Brian, and I haven't told anyone this, when I left Spectrum back in 2019, I was scared. I'm like, how am I going to get another job in my field? Right. Yeah. But no one's going to hire me. No one's going to hire me. I have the skills, but I'm not the I'm not the typical person for that role. Yeah. Mm. And it happened all throughout 2019, all the way through almost I would say April 2020 is when a company saw me and saw me for who I was and not for what I look like. And I've been happy since, right? And this company's been treating me with the most utmost respect and it's been great that's just life as a black american and i i don't like to see this but there are two americas there's the america and then there's the america that color people live it's yeah. they're they are different yeah. i can see both of them and i'm not sour i'm not bitter i just want it to be better for everyone not just for my people we're all people we all belong to this we're all humans and we should treat each other equally but we just can't see it for some reason yeah yeah, we're all um, Americans too, and we should all be Americans, not even even if we're not Americans, right? Well, true, even, but I mean, we're I'm, all people. I'm yeah, talking about I, the I, Americans I, right now, as far as like oh, yeah. in the same country. Like, we should not be if, if we really are Americans, we should not be separating out Americans, is what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Really? If, if there are people from other countries here, and of course, other countries listening. First of all, thank you for sharing your story. I think it's amazing. You're saying it's real. People have been victimized, but they don't have to be victims. 
they don't have to choose to be a victim, but how would you suggest that people overcome whatever adversity is in their life? And especially in this particular situation with you, how do you overcome this? How did you overcome this? What was the mental state? I said, you said you had to choose, but what else? Well, not holding a grudge, right? You might have issues when certain people, but those certain people don't account for everyone, right? Just because I have an issue with a single person that might be you know, white or Hispanic or whatever it is, right? You had an issue with that one person. That does not mean every person like that is going to be the same. Yeah. You can't treat that situation the same way, right? Yeah. And you just, just be respectful. Just do your best to push ahead and don't make it harder for yourself, right? It's going to be hard. Don't make it worse because you want to carry this negative attitude going forward. Just be respectful. Try your best to push forward and just you have to want it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen to your mom <laughs> yeah you have to that's, want it inside though or it's not going to happen i think that's true for anything everybody yeah. like no matter what change you want you have to want it you have to be the first person and then after you've made that decision then boom you can move on exactly and you've done that and that's that's why i am blown away and i know you got to go actually i know you're 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 running out here in just a second but the like you've been an inspiration to me because of the fact that you just said this like you you've been through hell. You don't hold a grudge. And I know you don't because I've known you now long enough and we've just chatted that you're not the kind of person that does that. Like, I, I don't think we'd be friends if you held a grudge because I just don't like when people do that period because I, I, I did that once. I held a grudge. It's terrible. It's not good. I'm like so inspired by that too, but I, I think it's really good how you continually move forward. You've chosen. You are very successful right now. You are somebody who has an awesome family. And you're living a good life because you chose to, because you went that direction and you worked hard to get there. And man, it's awesome. I'm glad to see you're at where you're at now. Appreciate yeah, that, thanks Brian. for sharing, Carl. Yeah. yeah thank, you, thank you for letting me uh, share my story. I, I really appreciate that. And it means a lot. Of course. And you know what? Well, we might have to do some follow-up on this later, but I know you got to run, but thanks for being on the show too. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Carl. Have a good one. I've been waiting for that for a while and that was a great story. It was worth the wait. I wish we had more time. I wish he had more time yeah. uh, to elaborate and maybe we can chat with him some more about it later. But it's it's always helpful to hear someone, even peripherally, who has experienced things like that mm-hmm. because right now everything's so polarized. People who don't want to hear it or don't believe it or think it's exaggerated, they're they're immersing themselves in that propaganda, if you will. Mm-hmm. The people on the other side are... They have their own propaganda and and also there are excesses on both sides. And I hate to say both sides. It just bugs the heck out of me. Yeah. There are sides that are so pronounced in our society right now. Yeah. Well, growing up, I, I grew up so lucky as a, as a white middle-class male in America, right? I mean, I, I cannot even sort of relate to what he went through, right? Even though I, I, had, I, I was bullied as well, but I mean, it's just I, I never had to worry about the police and stuff like that and, and getting shot. It, just, it was never, it was never a concern of mine. So it's always good to hear that, that that really did happen to somebody or somebody that knows that type of thing. And it's not part of Facebook and it's not part of the evening news or whatever. It's just a real thing and we got to hear it. I'm sorry. We just have to hear it. I agree. And you're right. Like Each of us has grown up with something. Each of us has had things happen to us, no matter what. None of us are immune to horrible situations, but you're right. Like I've never dealt with anything like that either. I've never experienced that. I've experienced some horrific things in my time, not because of the color of my skin. I don't even think we should compare. Like, I don't think that's the thing. Like, yeah. but 
that was really bad, right? So I understand like what it feels like to be hurt and bullied and beaten up and uh, abused and that kind of thing too. Thankfully not by like my parents or anything like that. My parents are amazing, but just wanted to clarify that I, I, I know like what it feels like to be destroyed by others and yeah. it is not okay. No matter what, I mean, no matter what the reason is like, there's just no reason for that. And hearing what, what, you know, Carl went through is, is horrific to me. And yes, I know inspiring. Exactly. But but that's the thing. Like it's horrific to see what happens. And then it's, it's inspiring to see what he did and what his mom did to get him through and to get him to where he's at today. And I've mentioned this, that we watch last chance. You, I I really enjoy that because you really get to see same kind of thing. You get to see the stories about some of these football players that have made mistakes. They're, they're in their quote, last chance. If you want to play football kind of thing and get back into the division one schools and stuff, but you hear about their stories. And that's what I love about this documentary. This, this Netflix series is that they, they dig into the players lives and Mm -hmm. in the past and you hear these stories and you're just like, I don't usually use this term because I, I don't like it, but you're essentially heartbroken for these people. Yeah. And you just go, why are we allowing people to have to go through that? That really is it, isn't it? That yeah. we, we as a collective society allow bullies of all shades to flourish. Yeah. We allow it. We, we do. don't stop them. From national leaders, I mean, throughout history, folks, I'm not talking more like, like right now. I'm saying throughout history from national leaders to our parents or brothers or, or sisters or whoever. Why can't our society take bullies by the scruff of their necks, shake them really hard, <laughs> If they die, okay, that's great. Get them out of the gene pool. But if they don't and they <laughs> and they figure it out, that's even better, right? If you, yeah. you can reform a bully. And I, lots of bullies are reformed, by the way. There are yeah, lots totally. of kids who bully totally. other kids who later on in life, they're like, dude, I can't believe I did that to you. Or yeah. I can't believe that's how I was. They're not irredeemable by any stretch. True. But, but society throughout all history, all human societies have somehow allowed that behavior to propagate and it's so crazy to me and and i'm sure if we had a psychologist on right now or a sociologist they'd be like yeah it is crazy and let me explain that but so i I can't explain it right off but wow dude yeah and and okay i wanted to say two things about that one is some people don't believe this but i 100 believe it and i've seen absolute 100 evidence in this too people can change of course. But but there's a lot of people that believe that that's not possible. People say, oh, no one can change. They'll always be the same. They may think they can change, but they'll always revert back. That's a bunch um, of BS. Everybody the, that somebody wants being to, insecure who says that. Yeah, that's true. just an insecurity coming out. It is. It's a, it's a hurt. It's an insecurity. That's what's speaking. But the truth is, is people can absolutely change if they want it. Yes. They can. Yeah. And they can remain changed. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen pure evidence of it in multiple people. And it is inspiring. It is amazing. I used to murder birds and small animals, Brian. And now <laughs> I, that, that, that thought is furthest from my mind now. Yeah, I know, so I know. yeah, even I've changed. So the other thing I wanted to say, and I think this is, well, there's actually a couple things that go with this is that people talk about childhood. We need to end childhood bullying and it is not just childhood bullying. In fact, and I'm not going to go into details here, but to answer the question you just had about why do we allow bullying? Why do we allow this to continue to go on? One is because you can't, people are gonna, people are gonna do it. We're all going to continue to choose to do dumb things in our life. We, we all do, right? We've, everybody will, and it's going to continue to happen. It's been that way from the beginning of time. But what I, what I find though, is that bullies are very strong. They're, they're alphas essentially. Let's just call it that. They're alphas. 
some a lot of alphas are bullies. Yes. Yeah, or they think they're alphas. And yeah, by the way, there are alphas that are not bullies, and those are the great alphas. But I'm saying that a lot of a lot of bullies tend to be alpha behavioral in that sense. Right. Right. And so when they bully, whether it's very intentional and very malicious and very overtly bullyish, bullyish, bullish, whatever, whether it's that or whether it's somebody that's just very strong willed and and they say things that unintentionally bully, like they're not trying to be malicious about it, but they just are like hurtful. Yeah, sure. They don't know that they're doing it. And when somebody calls them out on it, they get pissed because the pride kicks in (laughs) their alpha kicks in and say, who do you think you are? And they turn it right back on you and they make you feel like crap. And most of the time, people will never, ever stand up to that. They will they will get beaten down and they'll allow it. And that's the thing because we're not either we don't have that personality. We're not strong enough to do it. We don't or maybe we're just a little too close to our primitive selves yet. Yeah, we're we're too scared. I mean, yeah, so we're not quite there biologically and, and emotionally as a organism. That's my theory, but we may not just think either. Yeah. And we, well, uh, never is hard to say. I mean, think, think uh, I, I do like to constantly wonder what will human societies be like a thousand years from now or a million years from now? Yeah. Uh, will they even still be around? But if they are, if they're still around, they're going to be so different, right? Or you think that maybe they won't be that different. Maybe they'll regress and who knows. Yeah. But just think a hundred years ago, Brian, what, in 1920, things in this country, uh, United States, which was at the time one of the, and still is one of the biggest powers in the world, right? As far as socioeconomic powers, yeah. influence, world influence, that type of thing. America was starting to come in its own in the 20th century, but early 20th century, just a hundred years ago, folks, life was pretty rough for a lot for like your average person. Oh yeah. And it's only been within the last century that we've all started having it really good. We're still really close to our primitive ancestors in how we behave. And that's why, so right now the problems we're seeing, and I'm not a sociologist, I don't pretend to be, but I'm just thinking common sense wise, the social problems we're seeing right now in the world have a lot to do with that immaturity of the human spirit even, or of the the human organism. You know what I mean? Looking back on history and even looking back on like my ancestors, which we, some of our family has done ancestry.com research and has gotten a lot of information, but based on my research, based on the history that I'm aware of, nothing's changed. We're all the same. We're all doing the same thing. We still have the same attitudes because you know, like smartphones. Yeah, we just and have more Facebook. technology is all. And we have more information at our fingertips than we ever used to, of course. So that's part of it. But interestingly enough... And and more disinformation at our fingertips than we ever had before, too. Exactly. We talk about slavery. But what we don't talk about is like, well, my... Is it my great-grandparents, I think? Were slaves. And they were slaves and in, in, treated like crap, too, by the way. But back in Europe... I even have history of that in my family, but it wasn't Which because like interesting, yeah. we're, we're, we're of white descent, but European. And there was a lot of that going on in, in that side of the world a while back. <laughs> You'll have to talk more about that. You should elaborate on that. On I should. Yeah. Time. When we talk about the level more time, very interesting. It's there, right? So it happens everywhere. Just even, even conversations in our daily life, stuff that's going on on social media, everything that's been happening right now. People are bullying Because like, for example, if you say, well, I'm voting for this candidate and you're not. And so I'm going to make you feel like an idiot. That's bullying on on either side. Yeah, Yeah, it's bullying regardless. Or we talked about the mask thing. There's, there's people bullying right now. 
And I was just having a conversation with uh, a friend and there were things said that were not nice and it hurt. And I said that that hurt. And let's just say that the response was not what I expected. Mm. And to me, that's a very bullying response and a bullying comment. I've been agonizing over that for a few days because you don't do that to, to friends. That's just mean. And then, you know, and I was told to lighten up. I'm like, well, yeah, but when you say things that hurt me, I don't, I don't need to lighten up about that. That's, you know, that's I, not funny. It hurts me. So why right. should I lighten up? And no apology. And I was talking to Sarah about that. And I just said, well, we really have a choice here. We can either stand up, but when you stand up to a bully, they're not going to back down unless you beat them down. They just won't right. because that's, that's what bullies do. But we need to stand up to bullies. We need to. Or the other thing is, is that you just take it, which of course we're talking about me. I don't take crap. (laughs) Let's be honest. And then the third thing is you say, well, maybe I don't need to be surrounded by that person because that's not a positive influence on my life. And that's the more, if you're able to get away from them, that's the more logical solution. Because to be honest, you're not wrong when you say you got to beat a bully. I mean, it's an old adage, right? I mean, we were taught that as kids. If, if you're bullied, you got to stand up for yourself and, and give them a bloody nose and then they won't bully you anymore. I mean, we yeah. all, we've all heard that, right? Well, tell me, tell me that doesn't smote of what I was just talking about. It's just, it's the, it's the everlasting slapping contest. It's the, yeah. well, the only language you understand is violence. So I'm going to meet violence with violence, right? Yeah. Which is not I mean, good. It's, yeah. It's just, you're looking the, the wrong direction and we're all doing it over and over and over. Not, and not all, but I mean, a lot of us are. Yeah. Sociology is so interesting when you look at it from a practical standpoint. And you, yeah. you, I mean, studying it, I'm sure, is even more interesting. I don't study sociology, but thinking about it and observing it and coming up with theories about why people, like, for example, bullies, there's so much more bullying going on throughout all of the social strata right now because, because everyone's being influenced by their own set of individuals who are trying to scare them one way or the other, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on both sides, again, that heinous both sides phrase, but just for the sake of conversation, we all have our little sources of media and all those sources of media, whatever you're looking at, are trying to scare you, make you scared of the other side. And so people are, I think, more prone to bullying each other. It's just like tribalism gone crazy right now yeah. is what it feels like. Well, so. the elections, of course, amp this stuff up. And then, of course, 2020 has been a tough year for everybody. But even Carl, Lord Thunder said it about how people were coming to him and saying, that stuff doesn't happen. And he's like, dude, I lived it. Of course it happens. I'm not making this up. Like, but people have this belief in their minds that, well, that never happened. So it's this, this is what I'm finding even right now is that somebody reads something somewhere or they hear something who hears something from someone who hears something from someone, the game of telephone. And all of a sudden it's the truth. And that person said like, like, let's just say I, I, I hear all that. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't even know the source of the truth, I don't even know if it's actual truth, but guess what? I've believed it right now. That is now my stance. That's my decision. And I'm going to be dogmatic about it. And I'm going to now judge. Essentially, I'm going to judge others. And if they don't agree with me, then I'm going to bully them into agreeing with me and some will. And, and those that don't, I'm going to be really upset and I'm going to take my toys and go home essentially. Well, again, and part of that's an insecurity, right? There's a, there's, of course, there's so much that revolves around insecurity and no, and no folks, it really, I mean, yes, it is a real thing. It's, it's, it's a common sense. I mean, when some people react a certain way to a political stance or whatever, and they, they react very passionately, there's an insecurity there. I mean, they're not, they're not going, oh, that's an interesting 
point of view. I don't agree with it, and here's why. And then the other person says, okay, well, what about, have you, have you thought of it this way before? And they're like, well, no, but I mean, how can you think of it this way when there's this? And then you have yeah. an intelligent conversation evolve, revolve around that, right? Well, That's not how people yeah. typically behave when it comes to politics or other in, things like that. Anything for so. that matter, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, and that's why I have been, I mean, honestly, I've been challenged by this. Even, okay, even when we were talking about Star Trek Picard, which has nothing to do with political stuff at all, but <laughs> no, people not. were on extreme sides of that show which blew me away because i just thought wow how did this become such a divisive you know, divisive thing but i mean it is what it is right we have our opinions but i think what that taught me and then of course with the stuff that's been going on with covid and racism and the politics and just i sit back quietly and i just kind of go wow this is yeah. this is insane why is everybody losing it and i i kind of go is there a place and a time and by the way the answer is yes where we can say, let's just listen. Let's have a conversation. Let's, let's get together and, and, you know, like, for example, hey, Carl, Lord Thunder, is this true? Does this actually happen? And he says, yes, I've lived it. And we go, wow, I had no idea. Thanks for educating yeah. me. How can we overcome this? Instead of just saying, well, that didn't happen. Dude, how do you know that? So I think <laughs> it's that we, we have that amazing, amazing opportunity. And, and honestly, like, I am, I am very optimistic about this because there there are those of us right now who are going to hear this and we're going to go do something about this and it's awesome we have that opportunity to kind of shut our mouths and open our ears and listen and try to get people's viewpoints and to understand we we talked about this with like garrett way back in the beginning of the show four years ago garrett wong the root of the issue how many times do i say when there's a problem we typically look at symptoms which of course is stupid it doesn't work, but instead we should be looking at the root of the problem. Like where did this start? Where did this come from? So if somebody has an issue, like when somebody comes in and says, Hey, I feel bullied. And then you go, ah, you're not bullied or whatever. You're an idiot. But it's just like, hold on. What let's, let's look into the, the background of this and let's understand it so that we can have an intelligent conversation that comes together and we find a mutually beneficial solution. At least that's the hope, right? That's the people we got to model after. And that's why I wanted to bring Carl on is because he's a guy who went through what he just told you about and overcame it. He rose above. And he's not a victim. He was victimized. He is no longer a victim because he chose not to be. And so that's the thing like that inspires me. And by the way, I've known a little bit of Carl's story for years and he has been an inspiration to me to overcome my adversities, my bullies, my past, my whatever. And even though I was victimized at times to never be a victim, even right now. And that's, what's inspired me. And that's why I was like, he's got to come on and do this because we have got to, I don't care what we've all gone through. We got to overcome it. We have to somehow. And that's the amazing opportunity we have in front of us. And honestly, if 2020 sucks, let's overcome it. Let's be, let's make yeah, it better. Let's 2021 make 2021 amazing. Yeah. Let's have some right. fun. Speaking of kind of having fun. <laughs> yeah. And overcoming <laughs> adversity is uh, when you, somehow transport yourself about 900 or so years into the future. Wow. You have no imagine. ship, no crew. You're all alone. How do you overcome that adversity? Michael Burnham. Oh, uh, get really messed up on some truth drug and have an awesome monologue. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking, by the way, for those who are like, what in the Sam, who are you talking about? Star Trek discovery or std season three episode one 
came out this last week and uh, actually episode two came out yesterday, but you know, we haven't watched it yet. So we'll talk about it later, but I, man, first of all, I was looking forward to this. Now I I think I've shared my comments on was not, I thought season one of, of STD was, it was okay. There were some really good things and there were some eh things. And then STD season two was better. There were some really fantastic moments in in season two. And then also just some like, eh, whatever. But I've mentioned that I think one of my biggest, okay, I'm not even going to say it's a complaint by the way, because it's really not a complaint. It's more of my, like, I just, I just don't connect. Right. And that is the character of Michael Burnham. Mm. I don't get her. I don't understand her character. I feel like I'm not really sure what her character is going to do. And I don't know if it's that her character is so complex because of the fact that she was a human raised on Vulcan taught to be logic, but is emotional. And because of that complexity, like we're seeing really a brilliant character or if the character is just poorly written, I I can't decipher that basically. So I'm like, but whatever, right? It's not a big deal. It's just some characters you're never going to connect with. And that's the way it is. Right. But that's fair. That's that's me and Tilly, by the way. I just can't connect with her. I'm sorry. True, and I, and he bugs the heck out of me. Yeah, and I've never really been a big fan of Tilly either. There's part of <laughs> there's some things that she does, and I'm like, oh, that's I like her. And then there's other ones that I'm like, what? It's what it is, right? So there are characters, however, that I absolutely loved, and then of course one of them got killed off, and I was really sad. But point being, episode one season of season two. three just came out, oh. and I was excited for it, and we watched it, and I'm gonna hear your thoughts first. I loved it more than I would have thought possible. I was looking forward to season three coming out. I really enjoyed season two, especially how it ended. I was all excited at the edge of my chair. Yeah, I'm always cautiously optimistic about stuff like this because writers have let me down so many times in various ways, but I can't express how much I enjoyed that first episode. And I really am crossing my fingers that the show continues in that same vein. And I would just want to mention, you've heard me talk about Altered Carbon on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, season one was just unbelievably good season two was eh, season two was not quite as good but i really got a strong whiff of the feel that altered carbon had season one especially in how this first episode of std was filmed and written and that excited me and i was on the edge of my seat the whole time so i'm really hoping that they don't deviate too much from that new feel yeah i agree i loved it man in fact i'm very excited to see where this show goes because this is the first time that Star Trek have, has ever gone this far into the future. They've yeah. had characters from the late 2000s come back and in time and stuff like that. And I think, if, yeah, an enterprise they even traveled into the future. It was like the enterprise F or enterprise J. I'm sorry. Enterprise J was, was they were on that. So it was a ways down there, but they've never been to the 32nd century. So this is very exciting. I'll tell you what, like the imagination so far, some of the technology I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what I was waiting for. Like get, creative and let's just imagine what it could be like in the 32nd century and it's like that is so awesome and then there's other technology that i thought no that really hasn't advanced in 900 years that's kind of interesting to me (laughs) so that was kind of funny but i'm like okay writers get creative like just imagine anything even if it seems like magic to us like the force it doesn't matter because hey 900 years that could be science we don't know So it could be really cool to see where they go with it. But um, I love the fact that they're taking Star Trek so far into the future. They're taking it out of the Federation universe and turning it into something that is like, what is going on here? It's a ship alone. Oh my gosh. They had one. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but they had one scene in there between Michael and another guy. And it was one of the most touching scenes that I've seen in a long time on Star Trek. 
and it, and you'll know what I'm talking about. If you yeah. watch it, you'll be like, oh yeah, that scene right there. The 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 guy's been. All I'm going to say he's been waiting, and Michael shows up, and oh my gosh, I was just like, what a moment! That was so amazing. Well, so they really hit a homer on the first episode. The potential is very very amazing. One other thing I wanted to say, which I was also hats off, massive kudos. There is a character in the episode. His name is Book, and I'm blown away. By the way, first of all, with his character, I, I love his Not character. Shepherd already. Book, yeah. by the way, but, <laughs> which yeah. would have been kind of cool actually. But yeah, whoa, we crossed over. Anyway, this guy, his character is amazing. And at first, you're kind of like, I don't know if I like the guy. And then they start to develop yeah. him. The one thing though that I felt so amazed by is how quickly and massively they developed his character in one episode. That's really yeah. hard to do. And it didn't feel forced either. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it's not like he's fully fleshed out. We, that's impossible. Oh, of but, course not. But they've given us a solid idea of his character and his personality and what his purpose in life is. Yeah. Uh, but they, which that, starting out is not what it ends up being. So, and that's the thing is like in season one, I felt like their development of characters was pretty poor. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until season two, we talked about this where it was like, yeah. wait, what are the names of the bridge crews again? We <laughs> didn't even know. But this guy, it's like, okay, I really feel this guy. So very cool. Very good job, guys. I want to say one thing really quick, and, and maybe we can talk about this next week. I was thinking about doing like a little bit of a Halloween type episode next week for fun, just oh, totally. kind of getting into the mood and all that. And Miss Ice said she's going to come on next week as long as she doesn't get snowed in again. There was a movie that came out, Adam Sandler. It's the latest Adam Sandler installment on Netflix called Hubie Halloween. I was super excited to watch it. And a friend of ours said it was, it was like reminiscent of the happy Gilmore, Billy Madison days, not quite as extreme as those, but kind of more along the lines of that ridiculous humor. Quite as mindless, I guess. Right. I I haven't seen it yet, by the way, but there's some like, okay, they went out there. They they went way (laughs) out there kind of thing. But at the same time, it's, it's, I think it's fun. I mean, honestly, that kind of humor is hard to do. So I watched it. I loved it. It was fun. It's turn your brain off. Have a good time. Totally ridiculous. But are you up for watching it? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll check ask, it up. I'll yep. ask Miss Ice if she can watch it too. And then maybe the three of us can talk about it next week because it's just fun. Got it. It's totally worth watching. And by the way, last week I mentioned that I was watching the haunted house from the haunted house right at Disneyland. And then like yeah. right after the episode went out, I was like, oh my gosh, did I seriously make that faux pas? <laughs> Dude, it's the haunted mansion. That's the name. Yeah, that's oh the actual name. Gosh. I knew what you were talking about. Oh, I know, but I can't believe I like totally misspoke, but it's the haunted mansion. Of course, that's the ride at Disneyland. And that's also the name <laughs> of the movie. I did watch that, the Eddie Murphy. And you know, it was fun. It, it's not great. I definitely can see why the ratings were kind of low, but it's a, <laughs> it's a fun, cheesy kind of movie. Bentastic. He went and watched another documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Not to be mistaken for The Social Network. Go ahead. Yes, which was about Facebook. But this is a Social Dilemma documentary. It's relatively new, I believe, and had recommended that we um, watch it. And then he wants to come on the show and discuss it because he said it was really fascinating. And it kind of goes along with stuff we've talked about. I like it. All right. Let's do that. Really quickly, I wanted to mention a quick song here from Moonlight. Thank you, by the way. We, you know, we've talked about the whole Unleashing Your Superhero And I think we mentioned this, I don't know, it's been within the last couple of weeks about how people in the beginning would say, well, I'm not a superhero, man. I mean, like, how could I be a hero and that kind of thing? And it reminded her of a song by Ryan Shoup, and that's S-H-U-P-E, and the Rubber Band. That's the name, Ryan Shoup and the Rubber Band. It's called I Am Not a Superhero, so I will put that on the TRBS 2020 playlist Mm -hmm. on Spotify. 
So Moonlight, thank you so much. I appreciate that that recommendation. Oh, I'm so excited. I've got this crazy thing that I'm nerding out on that I want to share next week. Speaking of music and stuff like that, like it's 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 awesome. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be cool. We've got so much more to talk about, so we'll throw that in next week. Hopefully, Miss Ice will actually be able to dig out of the blizzard by then. She'll be fine. She'll be fine, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. She's she's in Minnesota. It's ice. Those people were like, yeah, she was ice. born in ice. She is ice. Yeah. Yeah. She's like in a hot tub right now in <laughs> ice. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. When I see people in masks standing in line at the grocery store, I always wonder what they're doing with their faces when I suggest we all have a food fight. At least I can see them roll their eyes. You know what the music means. Thank you. Oh, I know. Yes, we gotta, go. we gotta go. Well, thank you for joining us this week. I hope you were inspired by Lord Thunder's story. It was awesome, and I'm so thankful. And I, he really does have a hard time talking about himself, so I'm I'm thankful for his bravery to come on and share that. It was awesome. That was awesome. It was great. Well, have a good week. We'll see you next week. And hey, stay positive. Have fun. Open your ears and listen. And this is the Real Brian Show. Signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of Five Fourteen Media at Five Fourteen Media Empire dot com.